0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hope you guys are feeling amazing. I'm feeling pretty good. Hope you're happy. Hope you're healthy. Hope you're inspired to start your business or learn more about your existing business. Today, we are talking about the top five location mistakes. Uh, This is really for people who are looking to start a juice business that don't have a location, or maybe you do have a location and you're thinking about expanding into a second storefront or third storefront, and maybe. looking to gain a little bit more insight as to the things you want to think about when doing this. The very last one I'm going to share is actually coming from a story, a conversation that I had with a prospective client who was talking to me about a lease that they were going to sign. And they actually thought it was a great location, but after this conversation they realized it wasn't. So you definitely want to stay to the end to learn if this is a situation that you're in or a situation you don't want to fall into uh, with your perspective leases and locations. So we're just going to dive in starting at the top. What is the first location mistake I see people make? This is a pretty critical thing that can sometimes be a blind spot because people get very eager to sign leases. And this is having a bad landlord. Now, when you are doe-eyed and inspired sometimes you'll sign a lease with anybody if you think it's a good location now depending on what your options are right because every market is going to give you more or less opportunity and you may have to kind of absorb the impact of having a terrible landlord but that being the case if you can avoid it i would highly recommend you do so Things I've experienced personally, I've seen with a lot of other clients and other friends who are restaurateurs and juice bar owners is situations where landlords do not want to take responsibility for sometimes the things that are their responsibility, or they might be really slow to respond, right? Oftentimes you have uh, landlords who are sort of single owner, meaning that they have one location. Uh, And they're very hands on, they're very much into what's going on with your business, Um, but they might not be the most um, responsible, meaning things could break. You could have an HVAC HVAC unit that breaks and they don't want to repair it, even though it's part of their responsibility or they do repair it, but it takes a long time, or they get someone to repair it and it's not fixed. So these are just really small things, but um, it's to understand, you know, who are you working with? What's their personality type? Are you guys gonna get along? Are they gonna be fair and reasonable um, with you? Uh, And one way to find out is if they've got other tenants, talk to them, you know, walk in, say, hey, I'm thinking about opening up a business next door. How's your relationship with the landlord? Can you tell me a little bit more about them? You know, how long have you been here? Uh, Just do some research and find out what kind of personality you're dealing with. And you might find some people tell you, "Hey, this landlord's great," and there are definitely great landlords out there. And then there are other people who might tell you, "You know what? You might want to walk away from this if you can find a better location because we've had X, Y, and Z happen." In the other category of landlords, you've got people and companies who are really investment firms. They might own a lot of real estate, and they might be very hands off. You might be dealing with really, really large companies where you never, you don't even know who the landlord is, and it's not one individual. It could be an organization, right? Um, And in these situations it can be good because these companies can be very professional, but simultaneously you have to figure out are they quick with responding um, to things that are necessary and need to happen. So that's the first thing that I'll tell you. The second thing that I'll say is a pretty big mistake when it comes to people getting into locations. And this is not so much about whether a location is good or bad to get into, but it's the fact that people sign their leases too soon. Now, What do I mean by this? I mean that there should be a number of things in an ideal circumstance that you have in place before you sign your lease. Otherwise, what happens is is that you sign your lease and then you have to work your way backwards and put these things in order. And when you sign your lease, time's ticking. You're already either... Um, moving through a free rent period if you have a free rent period or you're paying money. And so I oftentimes see, pe- see people reach out to us and our company when they say, hey, we're in lease negotiations, we're about to sign our lease. And I say, okay, it's a little bit late. That's okay. I'm, I'm glad because you know we can always support people wherever they're at. Um, so if you're in this situation, don't fret too much. But ideally, you would have had your menu in place. You would have had conversations with contractors and architects uh, you would have your equipment list in place, uh, at least in a rough uh, draft, because this will save you time and energy from having to work your way backwards and get these things done. Uh, so that's the one thing I see. I see people sign leases too soon and don't have other elements in place when they really should be working on those prior to signing a lease. So that way, they can kind of pull the trigger and hire their architect right away, hire their contractor right away, and there's not too much dead time of them being in a lease without actually making the proper progress. Okay, now on to number three. This is not negotiating favor- favorable lease-, lease terms. And so you might be asking, what are favorable lease terms? And the truth is, is it really depends on your market, right? Uh, Every market is different. The supply and demand is different. Um, You have situations that you might walk into a building and you could be a great tenant for this landlord, right? You're really gonna bring value to their other tenants and to their space as a whole. So there's a lot of demand for your business. There might be a situation where you are competing for a lease with some major franchises. And so you don't have as much leverage. Negotiations is a pretty big topic. I actually did a YouTube video on this recently and and we'll do a podcast soon uh, just in terms of things that I've learned about negotiating. And so, you know, that I could speak about for hours. But the one tip I'll give you about negotiating is always knowing what your leverage is in a situation. Um, Work with a broker if you can because brokers are are one they're going to expose you to a lot of other locations and they'll also know the market very well they'll understand what the kind of general uh values are terms that people are getting ti money if you don't know what ti money is this stands for tenant improvement money this is basically a rebate that a lot of landlords will give to tenants for their build out so um, sometimes you'll get you know you could we've had clients get even up to a hundred thousand dollars which is pretty rare but they could get a hundred thousand dollars back on their actual build out because they're investing a significant amount in the infrastructure for that landlord and increasing the value for that space and so um, really the first thing is you got to really know the market you got to know um, you know yeah what what people are paying what's a good deal what's a bad deal and what the competitive landscape looks like in terms of the space that you're intending to negotiate Okay. Now moving on to number four, this is having locations that might be in a good environment, right? And so what I mean is the demographics are right. The income is right. You know, everything about the city or neighborhood is right, but then choosing a location that has almost no visibility or no accessibility. And so, Sometimes just because you believe that there's you know, no juice bar in your neighborhood, that wherever you open is a good thing to do. And oftentimes I also see people believe that, unfortunately, believe that people are going to inconvenience themselves more than they really will to come to your business. Now, it's not to say that some people won't, but the easier it is to access and to see your business, the more money you'll make. We can just put it that way. We've probably all had the experience where we've, See, in a business we've driven by and we thought, oh, that's an interesting spot that just opened up. I'd love to check that out. But right now it's inconvenient. I'll stop by there some other day. And you only ever pass that place when you're on your way somewhere else. And then six months later, that place goes out, goes out of business and you're thinking, oh, I never had the chance to go. It's because it was probably too inconvenient for you to stop in, right? And so you got to make it really convenient and you also have to be visible, okay? So when you are looking at the location, drive by it, right? Think about when people can make a decision to turn to the parking lot if you have a parking lot. Walk by it if you're in a walking environment. Can you get in? Can you see everything? What does it feel like? How visible are you? And how accessible are you? Are you in a place where you're highly visible but everybody drives and there's no parking lot? Or there's very little street parking? Probably a bad idea if there's no not enough walking traffic to make up for it, right? So these are all the things that you gotta look at. Now moving on to the final, mistake that I see people make when getting into locations. And this is believing that because a location is easy, believing that it's good. And I'll share this story that really made me think about this. I was speaking to a prospective client. This is maybe about a year and a half ago and they were saying they were really excited. They said, you know, I've got this location, it's inside a gym and the juice bar is already built out and the landlord reached out to me. They wanted me to come in there. This is great. And I started asking some questions. I said, "Okay, um, how many gym members are walking through that space every single day? He said, "Uh, you know, not too many. Um, I said, is it on a main road? Is it visible? Um, can people come inside, you know, are, is this gym owner expecting you to revive their memberships through having a juice bar inside? And as I started to ask more questions, it kind of slowly dawned on him that, you know what? He said, this actually isn't the best location now that I'm talking to you about it. I just thought that it was good because it was really easy. I wasn't going to have to do the build out. I didn't have to really come out of pocket a lot of money and I could have had my own business. And I just Told them, you know, but you're better off investing more money in the right business than investing one, two, three, four years of your life trying to uh, survive and and make this business grow that really isn't meant to to grow and is not going to thrive in any situation. So don't mistake something being easy for being good. And I think a lot of people do this, and this is really a philosophy for life and business as a whole. A lot of times people do what seems like the easier route, but it's not the intelligent route. It's not the effective route. So don't find yourself in a location just because it's built out or because somebody's pursuing you and they're telling you it's a great location. Those two things don't, they don't go together. It doesn't mean that it's good just because it's easy. So I hope this gave you some insight. Obviously, there's a lot to look into when it comes to analyzing a location. And this is something that we do for our clients, we do you know full spectrum analysis on environments and and you know what are the other businesses that are indicators of the maturity of the market? What are people doing on social media that kind of tell you a little bit more about their aptitude towards uh, or their disposition towards health? Um, if you guys don't know, and this is you're new to the podcast, we do have a full spectrum development company. We help startups. We help existing juice bars. Feel free to reach out to us. You can find us at startajuicebar.com. You can reach me personally at Andrew at Would be happy to help how we can support you. But until then, hope you're doing well. We're all here to create a world where there are more juice bars and healthy cafes, and there are fast food and unhealthy restaurants. Because everyone deserves to be healthy and we need to empower one another to create these businesses and give our communities access to health so that we can have a thriving world. So until next time, hope you're well and I'll see you guys at the next one.